Welcome into the Fantasy Focus CSS DFS podcast. My name is Daniel Dobb, joined by Mike Clay. Mm. To my right is Al Zeidenfeld. This is take number three. We're going to be short on this one. We've already bantered back and forth two other times. We talked about Carmen Sandiego. We talked about the TV show Money Heist. Is that uh, correct, Al? Yes. Yeah. And no one will ever know. No, no one will ever know. Everyone watching now is like, They'll what are you talking we did about? It. Lost yeah. to the ether. So we're just going to jump right into this. Here's week 19 recap. Mike Clay crushed me 164 to 136. Our winner, MAA11, had 193.58, almost 200 well points in our league. Congratulations. Join our free league over at DraftKings right now. Free to enter $200 in prizes at Mike Clay NFL at Daniel Dopp. Mm-hmm. Al is at Al Zeidenfeld. Before we get started with this slate, Mike, if people want to find things on this DFS slate values. Where can they go to find yeah, it? ESPN plus well, of our normal sheets up there uh, that we have all season long with the values for uh, all the positions and of course the best values for the week. So you can check that out at ESPN plus and Al, you have your best buys out there as well. And if you want to mm-hmm. find other stuff from Al, go to smizzle.tv slash links for all the other mm-hmm. things that comes from our good friend Al Zeidenfeld. But with that, we're going to get right into our quarterback position, Mike Clay. And it feels like we have to start with your man, Jalen Hurts. How is Jalen Hurts only $7,600? Is this an injury thing? What is this? Yeah, I would say he's played uh, one game in the last yeah, month. Okay, and that's what it, it is. It didn't go great against <laughs> New, these New York Giants. Uh, granted, the it was a little different situation, of course. Hurts was not fully healthy for that game, but it was a must-win outing, and he did not win uh, run the ball very much. Nine carries for 13 yards in that one. No design run. So, uh, look, I expect him two weeks later essence that game to be more of a full go and use his legs. It's now absolute must win territory to advance in the playoffs. I have him projected for 27 and a half points. That is uh, by far number one for quarterback this week, but he's QB three in pricing. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, both ahead. I mentioned he was limited as a rusher in the game a couple weeks ago. He didn't have a great fantasy game, but in his eight prior games, he had at least 20 draft points in all of them. Yeah. All eight of them averaged 29.1 during that span. That's how good he has been the past couple of months when he's been healthy. That's that uh, two month span there included a regular season game when he was healthy against the Giants. He had 30.4 points and three total touchdowns in that game. The Eagles won 48 to 22. That was in week 14. That was five weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago that yep. he dominated this Giants defense. So I expect him to run more. I expect him to bounce back in this game. Obviously, a great supporting cast. They're healthy. He should be good to go. Sub $8,000 Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I understand the injury risk. But if you ever say, hey, you can get Jalen Hurts for under $8,000, it's like, yes, please. Yeah, I will such do that. a high ceiling. Yep. All right, Al, let's talk about mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. $6,500. Why you want to go the route of Joe Burrow taking on the Bills? Okay, so I have a question for you, Daniel. Are uh, are the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Baltimore Ravens this week? No. No. Okay, thank you. No. So in the last six non-Baltimore Ravens or versus Baltimore Ravens games, okay. Joe Burrow is averaging 287.5 yards and 2.7 touchdowns. That's pretty good. Uh, he's been ridiculous. Multiple touchdowns in his last four straight games against not Baltimore. So as long as he's playing anybody else, he's been an absolute fantasy study comes in at 6,500 in a game that I do think is one that's going to shoot out. And when you look at the totals and team totals uh, with Kansas City's game being at 53, I think a lot of people are going to go towards that game to look for value and stacking and everything else. But the Bills don't do the things that would stop Cincinnati's offense. In fact, they've been very vulnerable to wide receiver ones giving up big games. And if Jamar Chase has a big game, that means that Joe Burrow likely had a big game as well. They have not tackled well after first contact. Uh, 
since their bye week back in week seven. And if you want to take a stroll down Narrative Street with me for just a second, I love Narrative Street. Joe does very good against, you know, when he has his counterpart on the other team be like a superstar player. Week 16 against Tom Brady, four touchdowns against Patrick Mahomes in week 14, three total touchdowns with 46 rushing yards, 25 of 31 in that game. This is a big time matchup, uh, and neither defense really can do what it has to do. The offenses are better than the defenses in this one. So I could see a lot of touchdowns falling out of this game. Yeah. Expect to see a lot in this game. It's going to be, a, it should be hopefully a very high scoring game. I think it'll be a lot of fun, but understand why you like Joe Burrow, another uh, quarterback that we like. If you don't like either of those two guys, you want to spend down even more. Daniel Jones, $5,800, tough matchup taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. However, 300 yard bonus in two of his past three games. He has 10 or more rush attempts in three of his last four. And guess what? Against the Vikings last week, he did both of those things. Hit the 300 yard bonus and he had 10 rush attempts. Daniel Jones is going to continue to use his legs if you're trying to save some money on quarterback because mm-hmm. you want to pay up elsewhere. That's the guy that we would suggest at the running back position. Mike, let's move forward. Talk Miles Sanders, $5,700. It's been an up and down roller coaster for Miles Sanders. Yeah, this would not be a good uh, option for your lineup to go Hurts and Sanders in a tournament setting because Sanders is so uninvolved in the, the passing, passing game. game. But yeah. from a cash standpoint, I think you could justify it because Sanders is way down here at 5700 seventh in pricing at the running back position, uh, kind of in a slump as of late, which justifies his price drop. But his last big game came against the New York Giants starters week 14. When I just mentioned Hurts had that big game. So did Sanders, 18 touches, 155 yards and two touchdowns. Again, I just kind of contradicted myself that you don't usually want to put these two guys together, a non-pass catching running back uh, with a quarterback. But that was a rare occasion where they scored 48 points and obviously both uh, came up big. Sanders top eight at running back and carries rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. You know, he's going to be involved in that capacity. And this is really interesting for me. And one of the reasons why I'm, I'm interested in getting Sanders in my lineup The Giants have allowed the seventh most fantasy points over expected to running backs. There are eight defenses playing this week. They're the only one in that half of the league. Everyone else is really good against running backs in terms of fantasy points over expected. They're the only one in the upper half of the league. So I thought that was interesting. This is the only struggling defense against running backs. They've allowed the second highest yards per carry and the second highest yards per catch to the running back position this season. So it's an exploitable matchup. And we're not going to really be able to say that about pretty much any of the running backs on this slate this week. Yeah, it was a really tough when in trying to look at it. When you're looking at matchups, you're like, oh, all these are sort of difficult. Yeah, they're, they're all tough. Except sledding. for the Giants. Defense. One that's guy it. right that's here, one. Miles yeah. Sanders. That's right. Uh, all right. If you don't want to go with Miles Sanders, Al, which direction do you want to go with running back this week? So I think that Miles Sanders and Travis Etienne are going to be the two highest played running backs on this slate. And that's kind of because you're going to want to pay up for all the values that exist out there at wide receiver. There's mm-hmm. so many good wide receivers on this slate that are sub eight K and tight ends. Let's just say pass catcher. So like Travis Etienne comes in as somebody who is going to be very popular at his price point of 6,400 this week, hundred yard bonus in uh, three of the last five games. He gets enough volume, but like I'd love to see him get more usage in the passing game. They just haven't deployed him like that. Maybe it's a Peterson thing. I don't know. Uh, we have a situation, though, where this is the highest total game of the week. Same situation we saw last week where he only had one target, caught that ball, but still had 16.1 DraftKings points. His floor is extremely high based on the volume. Kansas City is a defense that does give up points, and this game is the most likely game on the slate to shoot out. And if that does happen, you're going to want to have the highest volume targets on the Jacksonville Jaguars to go with the superstars on the Chiefs. 
Get better throw to Travis Etienne. Liz mm. Loza has the props that pops column has Travis Etienne at over 17 and a half receiving yards, given what Graham's game script could be Al. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it works mm-hmm. out that way and it can be a good play for both of you guys. A mm-hmm. couple of other running backs that we like as well this week, Saquon Barkley, $7,900 because he's Saquon Barkley and he's just awesome. Although Philly is a good run defense, Mike and Christian McCaffrey, same analysis thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> because he's Christian McCaffrey, he's Christian yeah. McCaffrey, but also <laughs> Dallas is a really good run defense, but $8,000 for CMC. Come on. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a great price point, especially with all the things that CMC has been. Yeah. Doing. I I'd really like to get one of those two guys in my lineup Agreed. if I can. Yeah, I did get one of those two guys. In so my did I. Hey. Foreshadowing. All right, let's talk about the wide receiver position. And Al sort of alluded to this a little earlier when talking about Joe Burrow. If you expect Joe Burrow to be utilized and throw a lot, then we're assuming that Jamar Chase is going to be on the receiving end of that against the Buffalo Bills. Yep, highest price wide receiver at 7,800, but again, very similar analysis to Hertz. I have him projected for four more, 4.4 more DraftKings points than any other wide receiver guy. on the slate, wow. so that gap there makes it justifiable to pay up for uh, at 7,800. Uh, 12 targets, 9 catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown last week. Another good game. Check this out. He has at least 7 catches in 9 straight games. Not targets. 7 plus catches in nine straight games. That's that is good. incredibly, uh, it's just incredible usage and production and gives you an insanely high floor yeah. in, in uh, cash games. So love that At, during that span of nine games, averaging 93 yards and 23.4 DraftKings points, also eight touchdowns. He's just been dominant as of late. And it's easy to forget because he missed that stretch of games, right? But since he's been back, I, I don't know if people fully understand just how c- consistently dominant he has been. Uh, you might think, okay, but they're playing the Bills, right? Tough matchup. He could see some Tredavious White shadow. It's possible, but the Bills past defense has not been nearly as good this season. The 10th most fantasy points allowed. 18 touchdowns to receivers is fourth most. They allowed at least 30 DraftKings points to Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Amon Ross St. Brown. We're thinking... Wide receiver ones in fantasy. They yep. play these top guys. Those guys have produced mm-hmm. against them. Not worried about it. Chase at 7,800. Lock him in. I mean, great play. Lock great him play. in. Just on, on both sides of this game, I feel like there's nothing wrong with Jamar Chase. You can go, and again, $7,800 feels like it's you can make that work with the way mm-hmm. that the pricing works oh, this yeah. week with everything, right? Yeah, you can fit anyone in this week. You this really week, want to. You, yeah. yeah, you can find some ways to do that. On the other side of this, if you don't like Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs is just in that same spot, Al. Yeah, I mean, look, it's very easy to correlate these two pass catchers with one another. If you think this game is going to go over the total from Vegas, then where is the volume going to flow through? It's going to come through Jamar Chase for Cincinnati, and it's going to come through Steph Diggs for the Bills. And he has been fantastic the last few games that he has played with high volume, lots of targets. The one bankable asset on that Bills offense where like some weeks you get Gabe Davis, some weeks you get Dawson Knox, some weeks you get Cook, some weeks you get Singletary, the one constant through all the weeks, has been Steph Diggs. And Cincinnati allows 11.7 yards per completion, uh, by far the most among remaining teams in the league. And uh, they also allow the highest dot to wide receivers in the NFL, 12.9. And if you look at what, or, or the way that the Bills have been running their offense, Steph Diggs has been targeted way more downfield since like week 13, weeks one through 12, eight out of 10.7. Uh, since then, 13.6 yards, up like 27 point X percent over that time span. And if you look at the way they've played the last couple of weeks, the bills have turned into kind of a chuck and duck kind of offense. And it's been working because they have really great deep wide receivers and, you know, one of the most fantastic quarterbacks that has ever played the game. So uh, let me get shares of that wherever I can. Jamar chase, Steph Diggs, maybe the best uh, correlated secondary stack on the slate with or without their quarterback. 
Yeah, it, it would be tough mm-hmm. to be able to try to to find a better pair of wide receivers to go up against each mm-hmm. other, especially this week. Mm-hmm. They're both fantastic. It's going to be a really fun game. We hope to be able to watch uh, a couple of other wide receivers that we like. If you got to pay down in a couple of places, Zay Jones, only forty seven hundred dollars. Again, we expect the game script if they're mm-hmm. going to have to throw a lot in that Kansas City game. Gabe Davis on the other side of that against Cincinnati, forty eight hundred dollars. And I thought this was a mistake when I first saw yeah, it. $5,900. $5,900 for Debo Samuel, who, as a reminder, last week had six catches for 133 yards and a touchdown and 32 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. So Debo Samuel feels like a must. Like, I've, I've got to find a way to get him into my cash lineup with how much yeah. that price point is. It's just tough because he's been up and down, right? He's disappeared in a lot of games. They have a lot of mouths to feed, uh, and you're playing against Dallas. Uh, Dallas has given a lot, a, a lot to receivers, but obviously the 49ers have a lot of mouths to feed for sure. So uh, he's a tricky one. Um, I ended up not fitting him in, and I came away disappointed at that, in my lineup that he wasn't in there. It's something that could adjust up to game time, but I'm with you. 5,900 just feels low for him. It just feels very, mm-hmm. very low. Speaking of feeling low, Mike, I just watched Dalton Schultz score two touchdowns and look fantastic. And now he's $4,200 on this slate. Is that because he's playing the San Francisco 49ers or is that just like the right, right price point? Might be part of it. He's also been all over the map, right? His production, he goes from like six points, five points to 22 points. Like he's been uh-huh. up and down, but he does. In two of his last three games, he scored two touchdowns. So this is uh, starting to become a trend with him having a connection with Dak Prescott near the goal line. Uh, to your point, last week, the Bucks, eight targets, seven catches, 95 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. He now has at least eight targets in three straight games. As I mentioned, he scored twice in two of those three games. And check this out. You mentioned his price point, okay? 4,200. 3x, that would be 12.6 points. He's averaging 13 since Dak's been back. So he's actually averaging above 3x, which is uh, kind of a hard thing to find. And we just mentioned if he's going to score touchdowns like this, that brings you some pretty nice upside. So it is a tough matchup. The Niners really good defensively, really good against tight ends. But I think you can justify Schultz at this price point. Uh, If you don't like that, I think we're going to mention him here. Evan Ingram, only $100 more, right? So you have some options in this range. Yep. With that, Al, in case you don't want to be a little bit lower on price point, every week is a Travis Kelsey week. This week, he is $7,700. Why is Travis Kelsey in play again this week? Uh, because, one, he's really good at football. Two, he's Travis freaking Kelsey. Right, yep. Three, he has 11 touchdown catches in 11 career playoff games. And opponents have 119 passer rating against Jacksonville when targeting the tight end. That's absurd. Seems they good. also allow seven yards per pass this season. Kelsey's just ridiculous. We've seen enough of a ceiling from him. You can fit him as a lone tight end uh, and hope that you get that separator game if guys like Schultz or Ingram have a more pedestrian game, uh, 8 through 11 points, and Kelsey has like one of those 25-plus point explosions that we've seen from him multiple times. He has not caught a touchdown since like week 12. So I'm not going with he's due. It's more that it's time to stop being cute because we're in the playoffs now. Stop doing the, you know, the ring around the rosy around the goal line. Stop the little windmill play. underhand Literally. passes <laughs> to your fourth tight end on Those the roster and just throw the ball to Travis Kelsey in the painted area. Get off mm-hmm. my lawn, Al. I, I disagree <laughs> with you on this one. Let's have a little bit of fun in the game. However, as long as Travis Kelsey gets in the painted area, that's all that matters. Like, I'm sure. with you on that one. I do want to ask this question. Um, you mm-hmm. mentioned Evan Ingram, $4,300 in case we don't want to go the route of either of these other two tight ends. Is this a spot? I look at Dalton Schultz and Evan Ingram as two guys that, that have been... Again, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But when I look at some of the wide receivers in this price point, I feel like there's as much usage for these tight ends as there are as some of those wide receivers. Is this potentially a two tight end week with Evan Ingrams and Dalton Schultz? Or do you think if you wanted to go with the Travis Kelsey or are you trying to mm-hmm. stay away from that? Because I know not every week is a two tight end week, Al Zeidenfeld. 
also shorter slates, I am more open to double tight end. Mm -hmm. Also, if you look at the wide receivers in that price range from like 4,400 and down, let's say, the tight ends just project to have more volume, more targets, more yards. They may not have the long touchdown upside. I mean, Ingram does, but like not Schultz as much. But the wide receivers can get it done on one play. But even the wide receivers in that range aren't big play wide receivers anymore. They're kind of dink and dunk guys like Richie James. So, yeah, I'm on board with two tight end being open in large field tournaments this week. Mm -hmm. Richie James, MVS, some of those guys. Like, again, you might get one big play, but these tight ends feel like they're just a lot of volume Mm -hmm. here if you wanted to go that route. Mm -hmm. I didn't go that way in my lineup as I'm about to show you, but I thought about it. You can definitely do it. It's definitely possible. Mm -hmm. Then let's look at it. Let's look at the head-to-head lineups for the divisional rounds, Mike Clay. All right, cool. So uh, as noted, I'm going Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and I am going with Miles Sanders as well. Wow. Uh, On the other side of that game, Saquon Barkley. So we have Sanders and Barkley from that Giants-Eagles game. Wide receiver, I just liked... See, the reason it worked out this way is I liked a lot of value plays at wide receiver, right? Zay Jones at 4,700, underpriced all season long for how good he's been. Uh, Gabriel Davis, his target shares have been massive the past month or so. Remember, he peaked in the playoffs last year, and it's yeah, happening again this season. He's only 4,800. Jamar, I can't, I can't believe Zay Jones is below Gabe Davis, though. I, I mean, know, what are we talking crazy. about here? Uh, Jamar <laughs> Chase, of course, fitting him in there. And Isaiah Hodgins has been tremendous. He's just emerged as the top receiver for the Giants. A terrific connection. Uh, tough matchup on the perimeter against the Eagles for sure, but uh, they've been finding a way to get him the ball. Dalton Schultz, a tight end and going punting defense, going with the Bengals against the Bills. Uh, you're just hoping for some Josh Allen turnovers. That's and right. he has distributed a lot of them this season. Unfortunately, so it's yeah, yeah, he absolutely has. That's a good looking lineup. We got some we got some differentiation here, though. This good. is going to be a good one because I am also rolling with Jalen Hurts. And then that's sort of where it stops. I've got CMC. And I went with James Cook as my number two running back. My wide receivers are Richie James mm-hmm. rather than going Isaiah Hodgins. Got it. Christian Kirk in that game rather than going Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. I've got Debo Samuel and Travis Kelsey. And then I've got Michael Gallup as my other wide receiver at $3,800 with the mm-hmm. Jaguars defense at 2200 because that's all that I had left. The big thing was I wanted Jalen Hurts. I wanted CMC. I wanted Christian Kirk. I wanted Debo Samuel. I wanted Travis Kelsey. I felt like there were five guys that I feel like mm-hmm. are very high volume guys I was able to get in there. And then it's just finding those values around it. So yeah. uh, I like Richie James. I'm interested to see the way that we, I took Kirk. You took Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. I took Richie James. You took Isaiah Hodgins. Which side is that going to work out? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Cook's an interesting one. Super explosive, but still getting easily outsnapped by Devin Singletary. Yes, he He's is. still the lead back. So you basically have a, a 1B running back in a cash lineup, which is interesting. So we'll see. If by interesting, you mean interesting. You know, No, it's, I don't. It's, uh, well... Trying. He looked. He looked not bad. Hey, last look, week. if it beats my lineup, then that's your seventh win of the season, and it's week twenty oh, or week wow. nineteen. But wow, hey. wow, that's right. a number. So that's, that's, not, that's, that's not mean. It's just facts, Daniel. There's <laughs> hey, look. It's just the stats. That's just that's what it's just numbers. What stats are stats. All right, it's not personal. Al, give us your weekly lineup. <laughs> so while I do think that the expensive quarterbacks are going to be like, let's say, the way, sometimes you got to take an alternate route. So I want Trevor Lawrence to save like eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, because of the narrow band of scoring at quarterback. That allowed me to get Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders, Steph Diggs. Uh, I needed to punt off a little bit of uh, salary at wide receiver. I feel I can do that with Isaiah Hodgins and T.Y. Hilton, who's had four-plus targets uh, at 3,200 for the past three games. So at least we know that he's a part of this offense running routes. Uh, Evan Ingram at tight end. I did go with double tight end with Travis Kelsey. Uh, because locking up the flex in an early game, I think, is going to be a little bit contrarian. I also want the Bengals' defense because the Bills do take a lot of sacks, do throw the ball a lot, and it's not about the score that your team could give up on the scoreboard. 
about how much pressure they can get on the opposing quarterback because sacks and turnovers are the only way that you can score positive points with a defense. Love that. All right. Love that. Good stuff. All right. That's going to do it for us here in uh, the divisional round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. We love you. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself at Mike Clay NFL mm-hmm. at Al Zeidenfeld, smidgel.tv slash links. I'm at Daniel Dopp. We will see you guys next week. See ya. He's a NASCAR guy with a base to try a Lakeford fan for life. Chargers are off to a terrible start, but that won't change his mind. Matching up all the cornerbacks Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls flat He's the one to blame He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case With projections that